Hey everybody, welcome to Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. I really want to thank you for listening. If you feel compelled to do so, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, comment, share, whatever you feel like doing. Help me out trying to grow this podcast, trying to continuously deliver value. A couple of things before we get into the show, check out the links in the show notes to my CRA Academy, my CRC Academy, both of them doing very well as far as getting people jobs in the marketplace. Check those out. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site or anything else, or even launching a site, basically any help for your site, we have a low monthly fee consulting service where we have helped many clients become and continue to be successful site owners through our background efforts of business development and support staff. Text me 949-415-6256. Please check out the links in the show notes as well for the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. It's been selling really well, getting very well received by the community. Thank you guys so much for that. Also check out the YouTube member page. Join this channel to get perks. That's my YouTube uh, membership. It's 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly mastermind exclusively. It's a Zoom call every month with other YouTube members. Uh, You also get weekly videos exclusive to the YouTube members on how to use social media to improve your opportunities in life sciences. So check that out. Really means a lot to me. And thank you so much again for listening and enjoy the show. How about Oh, let's start with that. Yeah. So what do you do? That's how you teach that. Well, let's start with that. Judy Galindo, Sun Valley Research Center. Um, Jaime Vias, Yuma Clinical Trials. And myself, Yuma Clinical Trials. So Judy is a site owner. She's been a site owner for 15 years, yes. right? Wow, 15 years. Uh, so obviously you learned a lot in that time. You've been through the Great Recession. You've been through COVID. So you've gone through like the good, the boom, the bust, and now it looks like maybe a permanent boom market for at least the next two, three years. And Jaime started recently, 2021. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> But you're already more experienced than like 90% of people watching this mm-hmm. because these are going to be people that are considering site ownership. And a lot of them are NPs. Oh, cool. So you're going to have a lot to offer in this interview as well. Hopefully the battery doesn't run out. It looks full. But you, let's start with that. You do a yearly vacation. Yes. So Can we come? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can meet us there. Uh, we'll meet so there. one of the benefits we kind of implemented um, probably several years ago is an annual retreat for all the staff. And this is a private clinic with a research center. And so and we vote on it wherever they want to go. Usually it's been somewhere in Mexico. Wherever. Yeah, wherever. But usually um, Mexico has been the location because they have hotels that are on so it's more reasonable to travel there. Um, so they get to pick the location, then we, we plan it, we find the hotel, we book We can go to Yuma at the Sheridan, uh, at the Four Seasons at the, the <laughs> at the Q, play some poker. <laughs> so Man. that's the benefit, and uh, you have to work with us for a certain amount of time, and then you qualify to go. Okay, so what's the rule, like how? 
So, oh, so you have to be working with us eight, six months. Six and months. And then you've been here six months, and then you can you can qualify to go if you're interested, and then we give you the details, and we start booking the stuff. And you guys pay for it? We pay for the hotel. So a portion the of the hotel, okay. and then the rest it, the employee is responsible for. And okay. it could be the employee and their significant other. It could be the family, uh, whoever they want to bring along. Wow. How long have you been doing this? Um, consistently, I would say the past five years, and then a few years prior to that, on and off. <laughs> so who runs the site when you come? Uh, well, we close it. We close both offices. So we'll usually For like do, a week? Yeah. No, we'll do Thursday to Sunday. So we'll close it okay. for that Thursday, Friday. And then Friday's already half days for us. So we're really closing for like a day and a half. Back in business on Monday? Yeah. Hungover. Oh. Just <laughs> ensure you're at work the next Have day. Have you ever flown hungover? It's a bad idea. Very bad. <laughs> I've done it. It's terrible. Okay. Cool. So it boosts, you know, the employee morale. Yeah. It brings us yeah. closer together because yeah. we get to hang out outside of work. We get to know each other better. We get to meet each other's families for those who haven't met each other and interact differently outside of the office setting. Which yeah. I bet at the end we could go meet some. Yeah. Like just 30 seconds so people can see, like, okay. Mm -hmm. How is Judy as a boss? <laughs> we'll just if we catch them, they might be on the track. Under college boss. <laughs> so you learn by trial and error to be, because I've been doing site ownership basically the same time as you. I mean, I officially became a site owner in 2006. About 2005, I started working as a CRC when my dad was like the PI. Somehow he became the PI of like four doctors and three left. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, you want to get a real job or like you can do this? And I was like, oh, I'll do this, but <laughs> like, so we've been doing it at the same time. We've, I've gone through like a bunch of employees. Um, my weakness has always been, uh, I'm too nice mm. and like, like lenient with the rules or like, like nice have no rules. Oh, okay. Uh, well like, before, now that I'm older, I'm better. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like we actually have, we have rules like. We gotta wear the shirts. Okay. Right? Um, I don't have a time that they need to come in. Mm. Their salary. Oh, okay. So, but they know if I ask them to be like, hey, be at nine or be at seven thirty. Lately, we've been doing seven thirty a.m. Oh, screenings. Gosh. Like, just be there. They've been good. Right. But we have two like really good employees, so mm. I I can kind of get away. I've never been good at managing people, mm. and in the past. Uh, well, when I was like really young, my first employee was an IMG, mm -hmm. and she was I was twenty five, and she was like forty five, and there was started to be a lot of resentment, like oh you know this guy's telling me what to do, mm -hmm. type of thing, and then she sabotaged and she tried to like do competing sites, so, like it started like, almost from like my second she was my second employee. Um, kind of tough. Mm. My first employee was my best friend from college. It was easy. Right. But when he saw things starting to get like structured, mm. he bailed. Okay. He was like, nah, I don't want to do this. Right. It was fun. But he has the same like mentality as me. Like we're like loose. More relaxed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess it depends the kind of setup you have because we are connected to our PIs private clinic so we're two yeah. separate entities but yeah we're still in the same building so we kind of do have to follow a similar structure that they have in the clinic which is pretty strict you know they have their roles the hours that they're open the staff so you do have to have some structure but i don't micromanage i don't like that because that's you an don't. employee 
Because I don't know what kind of manager. No, as an employee, when I was an employee, I hated that part of it. And so I, I remember when I started the clinic that I wanted to be a different type of boss. I wanted to be pretty flexible, but yet we need to get the work done. So you work these hours, but if you need to come in later because something's going on personal, that's fine. Or leave early. I'm flexible. As long as you do the work, you see your patients, and you get your stuff done for the day, then I'm okay with it. Um, and so over the years, you know, I've actually reached out to myself and have asked them, what do you guys want from our research clinic? So if you could have something implemented, whether it was certain benefits or certain things, and they actually would give me their feedback. And if it was something we could do, like having a half day on Fridays or implementing a retirement account or... You yeah, have that? Mm -hmm, we wow. have that for our employees. Um, then I looked into it, I would talk to our PI and pretty much, you know, that was something like, should we do it, should we not? And as we started growing, then that was things we needed to consider because how are you going to retain staff if you don't have these benefits you're offering? Do you feel like that helps? Yeah, it helps. I think the type of environment we have that we do our work, we're serious, but we also have fun. Like everybody gets along with a private clinic. Huh. We all get along. Um, sometimes, you know, people hang out after work, after hours on the weekends. And I think that helps people be happy at work. Like you want to be happy when you go to work, when you wake up, you have fun at work. Like you're excited to see people, but if you wake up and you don't want to go to work, you're not going to stay there very long and people are going to go to the next place. Mm. Um, they're only going to last there so long because they need a paycheck, but they're looking for that next opportunity. So what are you offering that's going to keep them long-term there, especially if it's a good employee? But you did, like when was your first hire? Besides? Uh, so we started like 15 years ago. It's probably like 14 years ago, a year Oh, so you after. did like a year and a half just you? Right, and we were still slow. So we, we yeah. didn't have anything trying to get the whole office set up. Kind of sounds like me Licenses, all that stuff you need to get. And then I think we got like a small study and then finally we, we got someone. And we actually okay. um, took one of the employees from the private clinic, but I don't want to say we took, they, they kind of offered. Exactly. She, she was interested in research and so the doctors were like, hey, she's interested in research. Do you want to have her work for you? And so <laughs> like, okay. And so that was that. That was like 14 years ago and she's actually still with us. That's Rosie. Um, really? Yeah. We get to meet her later? Yeah. Okay. If she's, yeah, she might be on lunch, but if she's here then. Okay. I think you met her before already. Okay. Yeah, she's one of but Guru Nation can't see her. <laughs> um, yeah, you'll get to meet her. Um, sounds very similar to mine. I mean, when I, I took over existing studies, so it was a little bit different. And then all the current coordinator bailed because they weren't getting paid. Mm -hmm. And the former administrator was like trying to do her own site. Mm -hmm. It was chaos. But uh, I hired my friend. We worked together for like a year. And then we hired our, the IMG who was really good at first, like super good. And I was like, yeah, just, you know, I remember she came to me and said, how many, cause she came from another clinic. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. She said, how many patients, like, what are our projections? And I was like, what, <laughs> what are you talking mean? about? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we need to have goals of how many we want to see a week. And I was like, okay, um, let's see three a week. And she laughed. She was like, ah. she was like, no, you need to see like 10 a week. And I was like, okay, well, you set it up. And then we started doing, like, some kind of incentive for her. But then I think she realized, like, why am I telling her what to do when she knows so much? Because mm -hmm. she was doing this for, like, 10 years already. So then there was resentment, and then she, she brought a bunch of her friends in, and her friends were cool. They stayed. But I've probably gone through, like, 20 employees, maybe, 
including the two we have now, maybe like 25 by now, because it's been a long time. Yeah, and I've gone through employees, so I've had people start, it didn't work out, they were here for a few years, or mm -hmm. some that moved on and went back to school, and I think one got her PhD eventually, and, and so there's people that rotated. I would say, I don't know, if I go back and count, maybe like 10, 12 employees have been through that are no longer here. Wow, yeah, that probably like... One of them, I remember, a really cool dude, Min Kong, he became a doctor. Oh. So we had, a, and we had another guy actually become a doctor, Anton Akulov. So we had a bunch of, and then a bunch of CRAs, and I still connect with most of them. Um, but I've never been good at managing, and I've always needed to bring somebody else to manage. That's why mm -hmm. we were talking about Desiree. I think I she could be good. My wife is really good at that. She's really professional. I think Haim is really good at that too. I know you never like really manage. Well, I don't know. Did you ever manage people before? Uh, well, I was a, a resource coordinator or supervisor of the when I was a nurse. The Are you good manager for the union? Um, <laughs> I, I I I think I'm like you. Um, I, I think women are better, man. I try to kind of avoid. It's because you do have to have some kind of discipline. I mean, yeah, yeah you can be lenient, flexible, but still. You, I don't have that. You much. can be their friend and their manager. At the yes, same time. that's true. That's, that's what I was going to bring up. That's the issue. Do you? Are you friends with? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, I, we do hang. I mean, I don't live here, so I don't get to hang out as much. But sometimes we'll get together once in a while if, like, say it's a kid's birthday or some celebration. Um, but since I don't live here, it's harder for me to get together with them, but I know others do hang out after hours. Um, but it is true, I think there's a line, and, but then at the same time, you still want to get to know your employees. You yeah. want to, you're yeah. not just the boss mm -hmm. employee, you mm -hmm. want to know about them, how they're doing, how they're family, yeah. their kids. How are you going to have someone working for you 10, 15 years and you know nothing about them? Yeah. No, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> no, that never happened. You, yeah. have to, you have to <laughs> point, but, but to, a point, like, to the point right, that just set the boundaries right, kind of right. thing. And, and yeah, there's a there's a line, I guess, that you don't, you just want to keep it separate so it doesn't yeah, become yeah, more difficult. It's tough, like, when, it's it comes, when it comes to be a manager, right, and yeah. you have to like yeah. talk to them about something, when, maybe it's not. It's easier at 40 than at 25. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I think 25, bad. I don't know if I, I mean, I, yeah, I was a site owner, I guess, back then, but I was just starting, so I didn't really yeah. have all this experience I have now. So. I had all these IMGs working for me, and they're like <laughs> 10 years, at least 10 years older, but most of them were good, you know, like. And I learned quick like how to do it, but I've always been better at building it, but not managing it. Like when we got to that point, I have to bring someone in yeah. to do it. You have to have a good manager because that's what's going to keep the office running. Yeah. Too. So yeah. he's making sure yeah. everything's working. I think female. I just saying this for the first time. I think women <laughs> might be better managers than. The, men. the other hand is once it's your business, um, like you're like. You have more, like a different um, view of it. You want to yeah. fix the problem and, and make it work. Yeah. yeah. Versus having somebody paying somebody to do it. Yeah. Right. They're getting the paycheck, but if it doesn't work, they're going to still get the paycheck, if that makes yeah. any yeah. sense. You know? yeah. so, so, I mean, many times you can find the right fit that it's bested into the, into the, the, the clinic, but sometimes you just have to kind of be careful. Well, yeah. Uh, tell who you're gonna, who who's gonna. And take so, yeah, <clears throat> technically, as a site owner, eventually you you want to step away, right? You don't want to kind of be managing because then you have to 
people okay. and to grow, and that's kind of where I'm at, like where I would like to. You're have. here like three days a week. Right? Well, I'm here two days a two week, days and I'm week. remotely from home, and I do my coordinators and research. Everybody does what they need to do, but I still would like to have somebody maybe. Do you have somebody? No. Are you, are you grooming someone? Um, no, not really. Well, not yet. I mean, I've kind of considered it, but not really officially. Yeah, I think my thing is just letting the things go and delegating because um, I'm so used to doing a lot of the admin, um, saying yeah. stuff that, okay, who can I give this to or who can I give this because I've been doing it so long. Do you have multiple studies at once? Yeah. So you delegate studies per per coordinator. Per coordinator. So there's okay. two coordinators. Each coordinator is in charge of like these studies, this one, this one, and then the research assistants support them. So each research assistant will work with both of them, but then on specific studies. And then we have our recruiters. Um, but oh, we have recruiters. And then too. we have pre-screener recruiters. And so it's kind of working well, right? They're all working with each other. But there still should be someone overseeing that, making sure. Do, do you like incentives? Like bonus incentives. I do for, we do screening and enrollment, like randomization incentives. Mm -hmm. So you add that, screening too? Add screening, uh-huh. Screening and... Everyone gets the same? No. How do you control, like, if they talk, hey, how much are you getting, or how much? Uh, because when all the employees have started with us, there's kind of like um, guidelines or roles of working here, and there is one of the things that you shouldn't be sharing <laughs> your salary uh, information. Um, I mean, they could talk about it, but yeah. not that I know of. I mean, it hasn't come back to me. It hasn't had it been an issue yet. No. But we kind of, it's um, <laughs> so actually what we do, sorry, let me go. It's so a coordinator will do, get the bonus, the research assistant working with the, those that randomized, and then the recruiter that did the pre-screen to get that patient. So so they all get So, so you, you have to do, but but the screening bonus is when they randomize. No. Or everybody yeah, that screens that the, It's so much work to pre-screen and follow up. Yeah, and you know, is that Katie it's kind of like an extra it's an extra incentive to get to that point. And then hopefully, you know, if they meet the criteria to get that next time point, which is randomization, which is another, you know, Who approves like each step? Is it you or they do it on their own? Uh, for the... Like, let's say there's a patient, somebody just pre-screened them. Hey, so the pre-screener collects most of the information, assuming they kind of look like the new criteria, then they review it with the coordinator, they get the patient scheduled, and then do a screening visit, but obviously with a PI, sub-I, and going through all those details. Um, but it starts with the pre-screener recruiter and still working with the coordinator before we get that patient scheduled. So it is a process. We're like totally picking your brain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It in front of YouTube. You know, it took a while. Battery when, good, battery good. When you have your, you know, when you're doing it, when you're doing all of it, but once you get to that point where you can delegate, because that was the issue we were having is that my coordinators were spending too much time pre-screening, but then they couldn't schedule or do what they needed to do with the patients because they're focusing, trying to do both. And it's very time consuming. I mean, you could spend oh, yeah. half an hour, an hour of for one patient because they want right. to tell you, you like a lot of information. <laughs> so let's say you get a, a, a patient that it's definitely not going to screen. I mean, they're going to screen fail. The, I'm, I'm assuming the screener knows. Have you run into the issue where the, the screener is like, well, I'm going to screen them anyway. It's a light day. You know, because I no, the bonus. Our, no, no, because our, pro our protocols are very complicated that... We don't just, that's why we pre-screen. We're not going to schedule someone that's not going to qualify. If, based on what we collected on the pre-screen, they look like good candidates, then they're getting scheduled. Yeah. But we should not, we don't have screen failures because um, they didn't meet one of the basic criteria. Like, there's no way, because we pre-screen them very yeah. well. We only have screen failures for, like, labs, EKG, or, like, yeah. 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 But I guess my question is on, on the bonus itself for the screening. Mm -hmm. 
if they get a patient that's not um, not going to be, I mean, I, I'm just gonna say they, they're taking X medication and that's excuse. So then they wouldn't, they wouldn't even be screened. They wouldn't even be pre-screened, well, and if, there's no bonus for that. No, because right? that information okay. would have been collected. So basically, but who controls Like who checks? Who checks? Oh well, we're the coordinators are doing a good okay, job of yeah. that, and we're. So he's saying like he does, does so, not hope the incentive to work against like you know somebody just. Screaming. But it's not. So I guess it's not like written on paper. This is like a process for bonuses. It's just something I started doing to the staff. So they're not abusing it. Basically. No, they're not abusing it. Right. Because on our way back here, uh, uh, we were. we were talking yeah, about this. Really? Yeah, we're, we're talking about bonuses, uh, right? Okay. And in my thought process, Hi Desiree, Katie. This is not for you guys. Don't worry. That's <laughs> for a bonus. That's for a bonus. It's not for you guys. Don't worry. No, in, in my head is um, because you get so little for so little for screen fails. Right. right? So in, in my head, uh, nothing against no one. <laughs> <laughs> the record. Hey, now it's high for the bad guys. Not me. In I like sense. to give bonuses on. On randomization. But if they don't make it to, if they didn't qualify at a screening visit and it's a reason that's beyond your control and it's something you could have pre-screened Correct. for, then that has nothing to do with the work put into it to get to that screening visit. Like all sure, that work that sure. goes into it, the chart reviews, the contacting the patient, messaging, whatever it is. So basically she's saying at some point there it's has like to a, be a trust right. that yeah, they're yeah. not going to do. No, no, not, 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 I don't think we're wrong. I mean, right. you just have to select the right. Well, the two right. we have now done. Yeah. For or those in the future, maybe you're one. Test it out, test it out on a study. Or like somebody's doing, ex like you feel like one of your staff is doing extra great work, you know, then throw Dude, it out. You no, how often do you talk to someone like, hey, you're not doing like what I want you to do? Um, well, well, we have meetings like, well, we one used to have weekly. Um, yeah, so I'll bring it up if there are certain things that so are So you do a done. team meeting? Yeah, we used to. We haven't done it in a while, but we try to do weekly with the recruiters, the coordinators. And all you, the other stuff. You with everybody. Mm -hmm. And then you also do one on ones as needed. As needed. If there's like things okay. that are not being yeah, done, bringing things to our attention, or like, one hey, things you I do this this way. I started doing this actually with Monica. She was like, from the new school, she was like one of my first employees from the new <laughs> era, Dan, uh -huh. where I would uh, every quarter meet one on one, like uh -huh. we'd go to lunch. Mm -hmm. And I would really just try to find out, like, what do you want to do with your career like but you know when you ask them in the beginning they just tell you what they think you want to hear so like i would just keep doing it to see like what they actually want because this would be a way for me to potentially keep them longer or maybe realize like if there's nothing i can do this person's going to get cra so just enjoy them while they're here but prepare at least gives me time so I started doing that, and we're gonna start doing that with the and, new girls. You know, I'm now. pretty open with my staff. Any issues they have, they bring it up to my attention. If they don't like something that's working, like I tell them actually, this is your guys' office. You are here five days a week. Yeah. You know, this is like your second home. I'm not here every day. You're if something that I said we should do this this way, and it's not working for you guys, then we won't do it. But you guys need to let me know yeah. what is the best way to do this, or what do you think would work better. And so then they'll suggest. So I ask for their feedback. I ask for their opinion. I don't want to say let's do things this way. I'm not even here doing it. They're the ones doing it, and it's mm. it's worse off. So, um, and so that that helps a lot. Them giving the feedback, or like maybe we should do this, or a lot of stuff that's set up in the office. They kind of like were the ones like, hey, we should put it here because this helps with this, or we have patients, and let's put this, or we need this, you know, and this is why we need it. And so I'm like, okay, makes sense. So I'll get it for you guys. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
And that helps because I think it feels mean? like this is their place, right? This is where they work. So them. you think the incentives um, keep them from saying, because I've had this before too, before I did incentives. Um, well, that's just too many patients for now. Like we have enough patients, I'm not going to screen anymore. Because I've had that happen in the past too. Well, I mean, because we've always worked on site CNS, so we never had that issue because it's so, the criteria is so difficult. So we screen, screen, screen to get the patients, but we've never had too many patients in a study in a sense. Um, and we have recruited, I mean, we're, I think the most in a study we've had, like migraine was like 30 patients. And so if they're there, they're willing to come in, they're willing to get scheduled, they'll see them they'll schedule them. If it takes the two corners to see, they'll do it. Because we know there's going to be a point where it's going to be slower and we're not going to have the patients. So might as well, the ones that are interested, ready, let's get them done. And then, because, you know, research, you have these ups and downs where you're yeah. busy and you're not. We're going to so. talk about that too, though. Yeah. We've been through yeah. ups and downs, just like me. <laughs> right. Uh, ups and downs. So right. it's, it's, I think it also depends on the condition. Like I said, our studies are a lot more complicated with the criteria, so it's not like yeah. you can throw a bunch and screen a bunch. I mean, well, I would love to. amazed. These, some of these internal <laughs> medicine, they sound easy, but they're not, they're a, not, lot, easy. They're not a lot easier. Psych is tough because like they're recorded scales. Right, and you need qualified raters. So yeah, but like they're all like IE criteria. I mean, it's tough. And even Dr. Harris looked at the new one, the atopic derm, and yeah. he's like, man, that one it's is. Tough. It's not really hard. Yeah. So you don't have stack explosion. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense. You won't get pushed back in the day like they were easier, remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like the criteria was more straightforward and like the it was more realistic of your patient population, yeah. right? Yeah. That had that condition. But now they have all these extra things and four hour post dose or pre dose and this and that. And it's like really like you're asking this patient to be here for like ten hours and or eight hours. And and you know these people work, you know, they have regular jobs, like and then diary, daily diaries, or like the the one where that records you dosing because they oh, want they to. They do that in psych now? They, wow. They're starting to do it in some studies. Mm. They're tracking, yeah. They're tracking, yeah. So it's, and I understand the other side of it, the whole data collection and your insurance compliance. Yeah. But the other side of it as a patient in the site, it's really uh, a burden on these patients, right? So <laughs> it's more work for the site. Really amazing. <laughs> I'm amazed by the battery. Uh, so, you know, every site has, we have the way we do things, whatever works for you. As you start growing, you start to see like what's best for your site, what works for your staff, how are you going to engage them, yeah. uh, keep them long term, especially if there's someone from the community, they have their families there, their kids, they're probably not going to be moving away, you know, I think that's soon. the benefit of a small market. Yeah, as a small town. Because in Orange like, County, they go like that. Like they bounce around. Yeah, yeah. here, it's their people are connected to the I'm less worried state. about that here, but... I'm not, one of the things I'm worried about is like losing that initial enthusiasm. Uh, you know how like when they're new, mm -hmm. they're like first they go through a learning curve like three months, and then they're all pumped, right? Mm -hmm. So they and then at least in, from my experiences in the past, it start the enthusiasm like just kind of slowly. But what are you gonna dissipate. do to make it more? How it was the word? I don't want to say fun, but we're because you keep throwing all these studies at them. And your yeah, study has a bunch of assessments and a bunch of diaries and vendors and all these yeah. things they have to do. So, and they're keeping up with it and they're doing it. So what are you going to do where you make it, um, where they want to come back to work? So are you taking the lunch? Do you buy them lunch once in a while? Do you bring them a coffee? I bring them Except, yeah. I don't know, little yeah. things like that. Even like on their birthday, do you acknowledge their birthdays? Do you 
Do you give them flowers? Do you give them like James close or? to mine. So the thing is, like those little <laughs> things make a difference. Like find or give them flowers. See, that's why women are better at this, man. Yeah. But it's it's <laughs> those those little things do make a difference, and if you did that, so it's then little things. It's the little things with a big thing, but the little things that make a difference because it shows you care. You care about that employee, but also about a special, like for example, the birthdays. You know, it's a special moment. What do you do for birthdays? Um, so we'll decorate their office <laughs> with balloons Seriously? and streamers. Like and Olga does. Like, huh? all, like, that Olga like wherever their, their station is at. <laughs> we need a girl to do them. <laughs> we need Dara to do them. Yeah, we do that. Um, usually I'll get like flowers for them. You? Um, yeah, yeah, Dang. I'll get and, uh, flowers for them. Um, mostly we've had females, um, now we have a few males, so maybe not flowers, probably not that males, but still decorate the <laughs> office, and then um, if we can, and we're not busy, maybe we do lunch, like, oh, we don't pay all the research time, let's go to lunch for this person's birthday. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's those little things that make sense, because also, what if, like, that's the only time they get celebrate? I mean, I just think about it, you know, what a boost in their morale that would be at work, like, wow, they did this small little thing for me, even just giving them a flower is, like, a or a birthday card, we do birthday cards. So now <laughs> we're kind of in a similar situation, but okay. different. Okay. Babe, so I hope you're watching this. Part <laughs> of the clinic. Ask right? for all that. Okay. <laughs> all you, you're part with the clinic, right? Yeah. Um, so when you do that for the staff and the research clinic, and they do it for the clinic too. So it's funny. You don't take them with you, um, or you do. So okay. Monica did this well at my other site, so I could hide behind her doing this stuff. All so it's funny because I've always kind of done it for research back in the day when we started having employees and the clinic didn't really do it and then over the years they kind of jumped yeah. on the back yeah. and kind of do it for everybody. Yeah, yeah. So we have a birthday card we send to all the staff, clinic and research, they sign it. We used to do before COVID quarterly birthday lunches. So for that quarter, like January through February, yeah. Yeah. all the birthdays that fell will go to lunch. Both offices. Olga does that at the office. But uh, up to par, they do the month because they have so many employees. So like every month. Is we used to do good. monthly, and then we, we spread it out to yeah. quarterly because it was kind of a lot. But then COVID <laughs> messed it up. But it's funny you mention it because one of the staff or a few had asked like, when are we going back to do the quarterly lunches? So it's the little things then that it's keeps the them. Things. You've noticed enthusiasm doesn't dissipate. No, no, because it's like you're interacting with them at work, so they're working, but then they. Kind of have fun. Then but you I think the, one of the most things is not feeling harassed at work. Yeah. We don't do that. No, no, we, we don't do that. No, that you trust but, that they're doing what they need to do. And but you if you know. guys are watching, I know some of you clients. I'm not going to name you guys, but yeah, I don't know no, why I, people work for you people. guys. I met people. I met people who are very micromanagers, and I did not like that. Cause I didn't come from that type of setting, but I did come from a setting where it was still a little more stricter, and yeah. we had fun with the employees, but we didn't really interact much with the management, and that was like I I thought yeah. I wish it was different. So when it's I more had the a personal, yeah. family, second mm -hmm. family kind of thing, but, but yeah, because whenever you, we work or I work in a place that I that felt harassed, it's like that. Uh, harassed by well, the, like you the management. By the management, yeah, you just drag going there, yeah. or you're like, you know what, the first up you're gonna get, I have, I'll get out of Well, here. that's the thing, then they make you think like that, right? If you keep harassing or you micromanage, then that's the, the, they're gonna get burned out, they're tired, they're like, okay, well, where's the next place I'm gonna go to? I think I had a phase where I was micromanaging, like right after my um, super loose in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I had like a year, and it's not my natural trait, where I was doing that, and then I just stopped because um, <laughs> I couldn't continue. It wasn't me, mm -hmm. but I was like thinking. I was young. I was still like twenty-seven. I was trying to figure out. Okay, well, 
I can't have employees like start their own sites six months after I hire them. I had two do that. So then I'm like, maybe I just gotta get stricter. And then I went that route, but that wasn't the way to go either. So I think I found over time like something right that works. Thing, yeah. But I still have like fears, like, you know, how do you like that enthusiasm thing is probably Yeah, one of I them. mean what are you I guess what other than working on research and being exposed to it, what else is making their day fun or like what interactions huh. are you guys having with it? Even the little things taking them to lunch once in a while mm-hmm. or acknowledging their birthday card and a flower. Chili like, that's pepper. something so simple. I brought people chili pepper yesterday. <laughs> I in the monitors. Or that's coffee, true. just a coffee. Yeah, that's, do that. yeah that's cool. Yeah. I mean who doesn't want a coffee? <laughs> So it's literally the yeah. simple as that. Simple as right. things. But yeah. I would say definitely the easiest thing, birthdays. Acknowledge birthdays or an accomplishment. Like when someone graduates from a university. Like I've had one of my staff that graduated at a community college in June. So we kind of celebrated them. Do you celebrate when you finish a study? And then the study is done, you finish no, it? No, we actually haven't no? done that. Okay. No. Celebrate no, when you answer a query. <laughs> Celebrate, yes, when it, celebrate when it's a close-up. <laughs> <No. laughs> okay. What are, so let's go through. This battery is amazing. Um, you've been through the ups and downs. Right now we're in a boom market. Like we're in a, such a good time in research. I've seen it where it's like uh, 08. Mm-hmm. You know, the shoe fell. Like it, the, basically sponsors would come in. Lemon Brothers went went bankrupt. It was on CNBC. I went to the office later that day. I got two emails from sponsors saying, stop enrolling any new patients and withdraw all existing patients. Uh-huh. From like two study on the same day Lemon Brother went. Oh, wow. I was like, this is getting serious. <laughs> and I had monitors that later, in two weeks later, my former monitors asking me if they could work for me. Whoa. I was like, you're taking a step back. What's going on? <laughs> and then I still expand. I open a new clinic like the During next month. During that time period, yeah. Because yeah. I was stupid. I was like, oh, well, this is, you know, a temporary thing. Right. Well, it's not temporary. It didn't recover until like 2012. Wow. Four years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think we've Four all had ups and downs in this industry, though. We have those. How did you periods. get through that? Oh, um, you know, I don't think we were really busy then. Uh, so we were already having like a slow period, so it didn't affect us that much. And oh, then shoot. we kind of just rode I guess, and then got busier again. Um, but we've had that in, in, I think, more in psych CNS where we're psych busy. Psych is um, and so we're in a busy period right now, but we're also looking to expand because Sex we don't want to. Um, we want to have other opportunities yes. and not have to do that up and down. Um, we just wanted to go reach out to a derm. Hopefully, we can do something together. Maybe ophthalmologist. Um, but then staffing, you know, labor shortage was tough. I actually had a lot of people from this area apply. Oh really? When I posted that, <laughs> and one of them, you said, don't don't oh. reach out to her. <laughs> There was somebody, remember? Probably, um, maybe a few. <laughs> yeah, you knew one of them. I was like, oh, no. Judy said, no, it's not going to be good. Uh, they're not even happy when Judy brings a birthday cake. Imagine when we don't. Uh, all right, so getting st- like getting doctors in the community, what's been a challenge for you to get like a non-psych? Like, uh, yeah, I think, and this is something we've talked about on Adinos and Clinical Research a lot, or with Monica and Ashley and Chris, is that uh, most of the doctors here do not have research experience. They don't work in research. They never really did in training or outside of training. And so they either have a private practice or they're working at the private practice clinic, hospital, 
so they're kind of running around, you know, they have multiple jobs that they don't really have interest or they don't have the time or because they don't know about it, they think they don't have time for it and mm. they don't want to dedicate that time to it. There are a few we reach out to who are interested, but they're really busy. So then as a site owner, we have to think about would it be realistic to work with them on a study? How available are they going to be for what we need them to do? Because we need, you know, what you need a PI versus somebody to do. Um, and so not everybody um, that's a doctor down here would be the most ideal supplier no. PM, but there are some. Uh, so I think it's just getting the word out there more that we're looking for. We can do all these studies and we have the ability to do research here or in their clinic and getting that next step and feel on board like that. Um, it's just the word of mouth that would spread. It's very difficult because then Jaime started doing this with me. Like we did this Outreach, this week yeah. where I, you have to have like a 20 second pitch to yeah. the gatekeeper. Which is usually the office manager. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Right? And what happened at the neurologist? They said, no, he doesn't do this. And I was like, no. I can't remember <laughs> what I said. But she didn't probably even know what you were talking about, most likely. I can't remember what I said, but I basically said it in a nice way. I'm not going to leave. Like, Until, because he yeah. doesn't know. This is not what you're thinking. I think that's what I said, right? That's what you're This is not what you think it is. Right. So go reconsider. And then they heard the office manager came in. The doctor actually was. He came and he said, well, come in and spent 20 minutes with oh, us cool. instead of like five. Nice. Yeah. So he was interested and he said to give him, start bringing him studies when he comes back from vacation. Nice. Um, and I noticed once you get past that gatekeeper, like you said, a lot of doctors are very open to like, hey, you your cell phone office, over the day. Come into the back. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been texting him already. Oh, nice. Like, yeah. The thing, the problem too is uh, at least in where we're from, nobody has done research. That's so like here. Yeah. So yeah. they are, when they hear research, it's like, is this a scam? Right. Or, <laughs> or they might have negative feelings because Failure. they have a colleague that did research and maybe it didn't work out. Right? Yeah. And so they yeah. have this bad like taste like, oh no, my friend did it. And yeah. no. <laughs> what really helped us is our PI. Our PI, he, he's, he's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, he's a very well-known uh, mm-hmm. provider and uh, and his clinic too, so he has a good reputation. Yeah. And oh, then reputation. there you go. Then so whenever we yeah. go down, <laughs> that's true. Oh, I may drop him, but I know if you did that right. too. Because I mean, if he's well known in your community, especially because we're a small community where we're at, yeah. right? Everybody usually knows those main doctors, no, especially if he's you. one of the only in that. We should have picked it, but then it would have killed our chances. <laughs> but I yeah. noticed you name dropped him. I was like, ah, because he's the same done thing, this before. Our PI doctor, Bernardo, and he is the only doctor in private practice in Imperial County. So for the most part, a lot of people know him. He has a good reputation, even if they're not in like yeah. the site because they're really good. You could leverage them. They still know him because yeah. somehow, somewhere, somebody yeah. has come here before or they referred a patient or so they know of him. <laughs> One of the things, we could shift gears as we wrap up because I know you get to go. Um, but... Yeah, it's tough to get doctors, basically, guys. That's the hardest part. It is. Yeah. It really is. It is, but once you get those few, then I yeah. guess it becomes easier. Yeah, when you can easier. start name dropping. Right. They love, and you're a clinician. You tell us if we're right or wrong. Clinicians love when their colleagues are doing something. Because then they feel like they're missing out if they don't do it. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, 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 that's, that's, that's definitely fine. That, that, that's definitely fine. They want to be part of it. That's what like I suspect. Or not yeah. only that, when they hear a clinician that is known and like legit, you know, it's not like... Like well-known. Well-known or that hasn't done... Not the guy who cares or whatever. Yeah, F guy. Yeah. 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 Um, Dr. F. 
So when they, YouTube channel. When, 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 they, when they know that that provider is doing something, then they're like, oh no, this is they're legit. More just, yeah. So they're like not as um, hesitant or... They're more open to listening. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. Okay, maybe I could do this, or maybe I could yeah. collaborate. And, and that was the experience yesterday, yeah. right? With, with, we talked to the office manager of uh, orthopedic, and then... Oh, yeah, they were interested. And then they, they show interest afterwards. Uh, so I'm like, wow. And then it also comes in the hand when you, when when Dan goes, like, oh, this is the book I wrote. Yeah. Uh, I'm here. This is my phone number. Right. And then they see that it's been published and everything. Uh, with Dan and Chris, of course, uh, and then th that even you know kind of cleans right. the, the path so a little bit more. Yeah. 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 So, so. You know what's helped, and I've done a little bit of this, but more my marketing people is taking the office staff coffee or like donuts or cookies, because yeah. then you're more willing to get the office manager who will give you some time, and then you get past like like. Me and Chris did that. Yeah. Back in the <laughs> so if you run into like those harder offices, it works. Of coffee. It works. <laughs> <laughs> it does work. It does work. We came coffee with, goes a long way. Coffee or a snack. Like we came with Costco cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the for whole this, like front staff. Yeah. To so this neurologist in uh, San Bernardino that our neurologist told us to go talk to. First time they were like no, and then we brought cookies, and they're like we started with this is for you guys. They already knew us. So this is for you guys. And are you sure there's no time for Dr. Fry sent us here? And then they're like okay he has five minutes. Right, right. So and like, then it okay. took 20 minutes. It was like the other one. Yeah. yeah. Five minutes turns to 20. When the doctor is interested, they make time. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, the last thing I want to talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, one other thing. Judy's amazing. Check this out. She's like a legend. What? <laughs> Chris gets, we get studies for clients. We have 85 <laughs> right now. Something like 85 paying us a monthly fee. Thank you, guys. The ones, hopefully, you guys that are treating your employees like crap are watching this too. <laughs> no, we're tired of taking calls. We're tired of taking calls from these guys over that say, hey, you know, everybody quits. Like, there's something wrong with these well, appreciate people. Appreciate your staff. Yeah, you know, when there's like 15 people leaving you yeah, and you still think there's something wrong with them. Right, yeah. It's a problem. But, anyways, okay, Judy. So we get studies for sites, right? We do, we have a look at team get study. And Judy, if they don't, if the sponsor doesn't negotiate exactly what she wants on the contract or the budget, she tells them no. Like she just says no. Nope, yeah. We're not gonna. And yeah, they're like months sense. into the negotiation, and she doesn't care. Yeah, I've declined studies because I didn't like the screen, <laughs> screen failure ratio rate, um, or I didn't like the screen failure reimbursement, or they She's wanted to. Yeah, they want so, <laughs> and especially I do it even more if I have two of the same study conditions. So then I can decline one because we already have one, or we're going to work on another. So I have an option. Um, so even more of a reason to decline, and I've had them a lot. Sometimes, sometimes, and I think Chris experienced this. They'll come back and like try to save the, the negotiations and will give us what we want sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes and then there's... Shout out to Chris. <laughs> and then there's other times where they're like, all right, well, it didn't work, it didn't work, but wow. then... I but how involved help. are you with that? Like, um, So, like, when Chris was helping us with it, he would come back to me and he's like, well, this is, you know, what they came back and so... Because Chris like, does ours, I tell him nothing. No, I actually would give him, like, some feedback, like, hey, I don't like oh, this, okay. can you go back and ask this? And so he'd provide feedback on what he thinks I should respond. And then sometimes I add a little bit more. And he's like, okay, are you sure you want me to send this? I'm like, yes, go ahead. <laughs> 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 
Man, you need to be a good poker player. Wow. Yeah. What? Uh, no, I don't. Know. <laughs> no, but it's funny because I, I feel like we have the upper hand if you want us to work on this study. Right and now, we have right now, and we've had. Yeah, but you don't do years. this in a down market. Um. I, yeah, actually, I've done. Well, I don't. I mean, I ha, I don't decline. It's not like I declined studies all the time. I declined a few over the past several years. Maybe no, but it's good. You like three, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not like something I do, but I, it's more if I don't like. Like the, all the work we're gonna put to try to get these patients, and we're not gonna get reimbursed for screen failures, then I'm not gonna work on your study. If why are we gonna waste our money? Because we're gonna spend money. Yeah, like that one right? year, and we expired our screen failures in like a month. Yeah, so then it's like we're paying for your work. But that study is impossible. It is. I mean, then they should pay for hundred percent screen failures for that. Type they of they want well. I mean, overall, a, a pretty advanced condition. With no comorbidities, and it's almost yeah. impossible. Yeah, it's almost That's not realistic. and a bunch of like extraordinary mass screen fill. So no, yeah. and that's where I go back and like I try to I try to get out of that cap. Like I, I try not to get the cap on screen failures, and for the most part, I've been successful. Or where we get percentage of the screen failure rate if we don't do the whole screen mm -hmm. failure, I'm good with that. Um, but that we get paid for something. It doesn't have to be the full amount. Like I understand if we don't do everything, but something. And I don't don't cap me because I'm not the one who designed the protocol. You guys did. So then it's a difficult study. <laughs> it's not my fault we can't find patients if you're excluding a majority of my patients in my community. So how do you get studied? Um, so now a lot of it's repeat work um, with some of the sponsors. Are you still a client first? No. No, so I stopped being a client, I think, um, last year, earlier this year, maybe last year. Sucked or what? No, 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 because you, there was a lot of leads I was getting and I couldn't keep up with it. Oh, you're already okay, busy. Okay. Yeah, and we have so, a few yeah, like that. Yeah, so like, I was like, okay, I need to stop this because yeah, I, I need to yeah. focus on everything else I'm trying to do. And I didn't really need the leads at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I actually have been, I we used to work with a broker a long time ago who still sends me leads. Um, and that actually, so I kind of get leads from various areas already. Do you go on clinical trials like no. over here on the No, because I don't need to anymore because of like repeat the relationship business. repeat business or other ways that we're getting leads um and even more now with diversity being a huge thing we're starting to get contact just Man. because our office is here and we have latino patients so that's like i'm glad you brought that up because diversity um you said it right the on that derm study because we're the whole thing of like human claim of trials is to be the first and now we're starting to get a lot of hispanics but the first few that we tried to pre-screen, they were very skeptical. Yeah. And Jaime was like, well, when it's a Hispanic, well, yeah. they're very skeptical. So what Like, what were you saying? You said it better. Because they don't me. understand it. Right? Yeah. They don't understand yeah, it. They think it's a scam or something. Most of them wouldn't um, do it. Uh, but again, it goes that we're in, the, in mm. an office that it's well known. So just by the fact that they're coming through the office doors, it's some of the skepticism is kind of brushed away, but they're still a little fishy. There were the ones who were like scared, but the Hispanic, at least the ones we've dealt with, they never tell you no. They're just like, oh. They'll listen and they'll, they'll just defer. Yeah. But then they'll never show up. And you're like, ah. See, but that's where it goes back to, we have to continue to educate the community, kind of throw out information about what is clinical research, which is what we're doing on social media. Like, what's a clinical tract? What is placebo? What does it mean when you consent? Like, basic so what do you do stuff. In the community? Um, so we have a social media campaign where we're throwing out these questions on social media, um, their posts. 
Um, we haven't done videos in a while, but once in a while we'll do staff videos of common questions that we get asked when people call our office, so we answer those. Um, oh, he's the guy that used yeah, to email Yeah, Do I have to reply? Uh, I don't know. I think uh, I sent you, <laughs> sent you an email uh, yesterday. I'm not sure. Um, he's supposedly Yeah, so he creates all our material. And then we have a newsletter that goes out to all our, the people in our database and then to other community contacts we have. And then we try to attend community events if we can, like, you know, health fairs or Who of you? Um, no, you I, have a, I have some of my staff, either pre-screener recruiters, if coordinators, if they have mm. time to go. A marketing person if I have them on staff. So would you recommend us, we have two coordinators, mm -hmm. to hire a recruiter? Um, so I guess with what you have access to right now, you're not finding your patients, right? Do you need to start searching outside of that? No. No? So then you wouldn't really need well, a recruiter. But what I would recommend is how are you going to start educating people about research in your community? What are you, so what are you guys going to do to contribute to that? Because if you're not doing it, well, you're, you're going to continue, <laughs> yeah, you're you're gonna continue to encounter the barriers you have. And I feel yeah. like over the years, we've I'm just going to go on the radio, Radio Ranchito. Yeah, but <laughs> that's really going to target so many people. Yeah. Listen, yeah. You know? Yeah, the thing is, sure. you, it's an investment <laughs> in your community. If you guys are going to grow and be there for years and years, then you have to invest into educating the community. If yeah, not, you're going to continue to encounter what you're encountering five years from now. It's not going to change if you don't invest some education. And don't wait for the sponsor to do it, which we're trying no, to get to do. But can you can get funds yeah. that, you know, you tell them this is, and I actually have a PowerPoint presentation like this is what we do literally. Like I have pictures, I have like our stats, I have all our social media. We'll use your same guy. Uh, yeah, so I created it and then he went in and put the okay. stats in because he manages all our social media. We should media. talk to that guy. Yeah, he's actually. Dora made a Facebook and an Instagram yesterday. Yeah, you guys should talk to him. Because yeah. oh, nice. there's some basic stuff he can help you with um, and it's not too expensive, very inexpensive, but that you can continue to do it. And he's local? He's and he's here? local. He's from um, Imperial County. Okay, yeah. so if he needs to, he can come down there. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Maybe. Yeah. Anything else? So, I mean, well, didn't one of the studies even have like a budgeting for? They have budgets, but like. But you uh, use that, and then you can say, if you have this presentation that you say this is what we're doing, but it's an investment we're doing. It's not just a one-time thing for one study. Then they're more willing to give you more funds, or they're more willing yeah. to increase that. Amount. Judy's biggest gripe and is that the pharma is like basically, at least when it comes to. Well, they should put more this. money into educating the community too. I mean, but they don't know how to do that. They're well, like that's incompetent. Well, in this. and this is what we're trying to, you know, show them or tell them. But they'd rather go other ways of doing it and not connect. Like, so you're on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. You do you see these like dumb? Yes, I've seen that a lot. I I I'm on there, but I don't check all the time because some of these. Because some of them <laughs> actually get me pissed off. It's usually not about diversity, but it's about like decentralized trial or how we're gonna bring the study to the patient's home. But that, that this is stuff. the thing is that this conversation is even getting us further away from diversity because that's not what patients want. Patients want to see people face to face. Latinos want to know? talk How to you. Know? Because we have these patients coming in, they'd rather come into the office instead of doing remote visits. We offer it yeah. to them. And they'd rather, because they've been locked up for so many like months or years, so get this. they want Check the this social out. interaction. Just like, yesterday, <laughs> I was on LinkedIn. This got me heated and it sounded fishy <laughs> as hell. Center Watch, oh. right? Where do you think they get all their funding from? Not some, all of their funding, right? From the industry, mm -hmm. they publish this article. Surprisingly, shows 
The majority of patients prefer remote visits. No, oh, well, they and you're saying the exact focused, opposite. They must have focused in one community or very yeah, like Cambridge, but Massachusetts. But definitely not diverse communities because it's the opposite for diverse but communities. But it all depends too on the city itself. Like if you're talking about a huge city, they're talking mostly about a huge city. No, the traffic is so bad. Boston, right. they don't take like Boston, three hours. Right, right. But but yeah, one what Judy said when I during COVID, like the, the bull big boom of COVID. Uh, where I worked urgent care, we were one of the few places that were, we were seeing patients face to face. But we got our stethoscopes and listened to their lungs, get their oxygen. Most, almost everybody else was just doing telephone account. Mm -hmm. And we would get so many because oh, they wanted to see, see, hear to me over the phone. And yeah, they didn't and listen to me, they didn't see me. Yeah, and and they would go specifically with us, mm -hmm. even though they were just seen by their provider that they know. Is this a unique? Hispanic thing? No, I and it's, the other thing is know. because depending on the age of the patients too, they're not as technology savvy. They're not used yeah, to using true. these like yeah, computers and laptops and phones. Even I'm not. Why well, not? It takes skills. forever. Some yeah. people have issues with Zoom and Teams. Yeah, but, you know? but, but even then, I would get young parents who that would bring their kids with the sex, sex scene, say like, yeah, they want to see him over the phone because he has a fever mm -hmm. or whatever or a cough. They didn't listen to him, so it, it, I'm talking about 20-year-old uh, parents right. bringing their their babies. So, yeah. It just I, depends, and then also, I, and I've heard from our providers, they are okay, and they still do tele-visits, but they do more in person, that they're okay with adult patients certain conditions, but there's others they need to see in person, but with children and adolescents, they cannot do tele -assay. It doesn't work. It sometimes it just so doesn't this, work. So what is this? <laughs> what is this? Okay, and we can get controversial because wow, this was supposed to be twenty minutes. This is a great episode, though. So the same people who piss you off and me too about diversity—they're just talking out of their ass. They've basically. never been probably to a rural community. They've never actually worked outside of a rural. They never right, but when they patients. argue for a decentralized trial, they argue. What's their, they specifically use rural community benefits from us. Like where's the data? That's what they say. I'm gonna tag you on this. Yeah, I'm. Um, how many? Who did they interview that was from a rural community? Where how did that contribute <laughs> to that data? Because they probably didn't. Yeah, so these are like Harvard people. Like, like he said, maybe these major cities where traffic is horrible, so they rather connect remotely and be used to it. And yeah, that, that Oh works. yeah, Center Watch, it's, they use Boston it, as an example. It will, it will make sense, but at least for the communities where, where, where I have experience on, just small. Same, I mean, yeah. you know, you mine, El yeah. Central, yeah, Pier Pier Valley, you get point A, point yeah. B in 15 minutes. Yeah, there's no traffic. So... Well, I can tell you, in LA, they still prefer inpatient visits to yeah. So it's not just the small. But there are aspects of those trials that are useful, right? There are aspects. Because yeah. throughout a protocol, it's nice to break up the visits and have some telephone calls. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to come in all the time yeah. for like one or two yeah, hours. Follow up visits. Follow and up. Or, you know, even though we get paid less, but yeah. it's okay. It's okay because it's less of a burden yeah. for the participant yeah. and patient and it's easier to manage. Um, or, like, is there other parts of the study you can do um, that make it easier for everybody, the chat, the participant in the site? Yeah, there, there's aspects of it, but not 100%. Oh, yeah, hybrid, yeah. yeah. Nobody right. So, a combo. So, I see a combo, yes. Um, but why are they pushing for this one? Well, I don't know who's pushing for it because I have yet to Industry. be contacted on a, about a decentralized trial. Yet. And so, I don't, are you getting these studies? Who's getting these studies? I had a call <laughs> the other day from a lady. Um, 
from a small farm how they work on like I don't know want to say what it is but we didn't sign the CDA but they're very small and they have a uh, decentralized study they don't even have a site it's just their PI and they want patients surprisingly mm -hmm. they ran out of patients mm -hmm. so they called us they're like do you recruit we're like no here's your problem <laughs> you can get rid of the sites right yeah but the thing is, the way they're managing it is they have their PIs or subis here, they have their staff, they're still having to connect with you guys at the site to run these studies that are decent, or like mm -hmm. most aspects of it. So they're uh, still using your site, so they're, they're not doing really it just because they think it's more like... Uh, more cost-effective, cost effective, maybe, but the then you're only capturing so much information on certain patients and you're not capturing it. So, but then we're moving away from the diversity, that's the problem, is that people want to connect with people, they want to hear from you about what research is, they want to know what it is, what are you talking about, you want me to sign this consent, they don't want to talk to some person located in who knows where on this video about something so complicated when they want to yeah. maybe yeah. see in person Well, first. the good thing for us small sites is at the end of the day, regardless of what the industry tries to push, it boils down to what the patients actually want mm -hmm. and they could make up a thousand studies showing the opposite of what you're saying but if that's not the outcomes they're getting, that's not what we they're going to keep using sites. And you're not going to get diverse patients on top of it. All right. Okay. Let's go see your staff. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. Be a Before we run out of battery. <laughs> Are they cool with it? Uh, I think so. Let me Just walking around with the camera? Uh, let me make sure we don't have patients right now. Oh, Hi, my bias. What do you think, man? Man. Not good, 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 good day, productive. We picked our brain like yeah, pretty hardcore, man. <laughs> like we love this podcast to provide Guru Nation Valley, but this was for us to get value. Yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of uh, good ideas. All right, let's see if Judy, let's see if they, because this battery's gonna run out. This is her office. We've done the tour. This looks familiar. Look at all this. Gonna run out of battery. This camera's amazing, though. Yeah. So yeah, take-home messages. Uh, yeah. We're on the right track, right? But yeah. Um, can you, here we go. Yes, you can come we're through. Good? Yes. Uh, this is Michelle. One of our steady partners, phlebotomist. How's Judy right. as a boss? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, oh, you're asking her in front of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Judy, Judy. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, it's a mess. She's kind of cleaning some stuff, but she is the intern. Hey, great about. book! She was oh an intern, and now she's our research assistant. How's that book? Very how, interesting. How, how's Judy as a boss? She's great. Do right. <laughs> you like research? Yes, I do. Judy is very nice and knowledgeable. Wow. There you go. <laughs> and Rosie. Our other the longest one we've had. This yeah, is I think I have you on a video before. Yeah. You already asked me that question. I did ask you that. <laughs> I recycle jokes. Yeah. So there you know. go. We were actually talking about like how we started back then and used to work for the clinic and then you came over to work for us. Ah, yeah. We didn't steal you. They, they still say that. They I know, they that. still say we stole their, but they so offered. Her. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Judy. Bye. Yeah. You could always uh, interview them without me another day. Yeah. Uh <laughs>